So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. Well, all right then. Let's uh, let's do this. This is just uh, one of. This was a night made for Dutch Mantel, a man who loves him some battle royals. We got not one, but two of them on the night on two separate shows. We then had uh, our final qualifier for Money in, in the Bank, the long-awaited debut of Maximum Male Models. Woo! Whoo! Lots what? to get into I- tonight. That was yeah. hot. Sp- <laughs> Dutch has been blowing up my phone with all the hot takes. Uh, yeah. I can't wait for this episode here. Male, male, maximum male models hit burn Pornhub's computer system down to that. They just all over it. I'm just telling you. Dutch. So did you like them? <sighs> hey, Ricky. Really? Not really for me. The money, Rick. What? I'm talking to myself. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. No, yeah, you, you do that a lot. We will get to maximum male models. We will get to uh, Madcap Moss qualifying. We have the women in a tag team match tonight. Interesting concept for a battle royal on AEW. So much to get into here tonight. We'll try to get to it all. Uh, but first things first, Dutch, before we get into all the comments here in the chat, uh, the people want to know, dare I say, we, the people want to know about, uh, your thoughts on one Cesaro now known as Claudio Castagnoli joining AEW this week. And even on uh, blood and guts, they had a nice little moment there with him and Jack in the ring at the same time. And they got a, you got a nice, we, the people chant on, on AEW dynamite this week. That didn't make you feel good. Well, I love both those guys. Those guys are hard workers. And they listen. And when they rode with me, that's when their their tag team schooling didn't start. But I think I helped them along. And then somewhere along the way, they didn't see the 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 worth or the merit of having uh, Cesaro with us. The next thing I know, in the next TV, without warning, without anything, they just give him to Paul Heyman. And then they say, well, Paul can get some heat on him. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then a month later, they, they broke him up because he had zero. He had a little bit of heat when he left. And then he got with Paul, and I don't, I don't know what they did. But they, <coughs> excuse me, they killed him. He had to start all over. But him and, uh, him and Jack, they were building some steam. If they'd have kept them together, they could have drawn some money, but they didn't see the... They didn't see the future in that. So 
And I'm glad that both of them have hooked up with AEW because I think there's some money with them there. Because one thing about wrestling fans that bookers seem to forget is they have long memories. And some of us do, but yes. Well, not well. You have Alzheimer's. That's what you got. So you can't. I'm sorry. What? Alzheimer's. Sorry. Yeah. What's going on? What you say? But uh, and and Sid, Sid remembers, right, Sid? I mean, you you are a historian. And Dutch he, Mantel approved the story. They remember the real Americans, as you saw, and they were shouting, "Real Americans, real Americans." And I remember when Vince wanted to put uh, Cesaro with us, he called me. Only time he ever called me. And he said, well, Dutch, let me just ask you. He said, you're doing that real American thing about the immigrants and all this. And I, I didn't say anything. But I said, well, that's not my idea. That's what you wanted me to do. So it, it was good. He said, how are you going to explain Cesaro? I said, well, very easy. He did it the right way. He came in, got in line, peeled the papers out. Everybody's welcome. If you come in the right way, oh, that's good. I like it. I like it. And then we talked a few more minutes, and he hung up. And then a month later, he yanked him away from me. So I, you can't read anything in what Vince does. I mean, he has his own rhyme and reason. And when he did it, you know, I just I just looked at Cesaro, and he looked at me, and we went, it is what it is. What are you going to do? I mean, once, he's, once he put him with Heyman, it's – he, he was gone. No way to get him back. Even what if he did no way to get him back. I mean, it's 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 a very popular opinion that WWE just missed the boat on on Claudio. Uh, and, you know, there, he's been constantly been called like the most underutilized or, you know, what, whatever you want to describe him. He has not been used properly by WWE, never really lived up to the potential. I think a lot of people saw in him. What do you think it was that WWE did not see in him? Well, he's not very good in promos, but they could have worked with him. That's what actors do. Yeah. They work with him on doing promos. And before I left, I said, listen, why don't you guys think about this? Why don't you try to do that James Bond 007 look with Cesaro and just see how that'll come out? Because he looks like classic European and he dresses nice. He looks nice. And they didn't see any they didn't see any worth in that because I don't even think they knew what I was talking about. They said, hell, he don't know what the hell he's doing. So, but, but they could have done a lot, lot more with Cesaro had they just sat down and, and thought about it. That's the problem. They don't sit down and think about stuff and they do. And as soon as they present it to Vance, see the writers are all they're doing. They're just, and that's Vince. You've heard that before. I think I said it first. But it's the audience of one. If Vince likes it, it's great. And if he doesn't like it, that's why he's got the writers so actually fearful of actually bringing something up because of the, of the chance of rejection. And not the rejection privately, a rejection uh, publicly in front of everybody. Uh, and, and Vince, he didn't mince his words. And so you see those writers after they got cussed out. The show even started. And, man, they're just a beat-up bunch. I actually felt sorry for them. And they asked me one time, did I want to be on the writing team? I didn't say nothing because sometimes you can't say what you really feel there. I said, I have to think about it. 
about it. And I thought about it right on the way to the next town. I did not know about that. <laughs> well, I, I to let you know, Dutch, because I think you probably stopped watching by this time. They definitely did like that idea to make Cesaro 20... Uh, James Bond S because they used that idea like a year I think a couple of months after you were you were gone from the company when he who, returned in 2016. Who who did, who did they use it with? They used it with Cesaro. He came out with like a suit and he would rip it off during his entrance and then go to the ring. Got it too. So he you know when I leave I'm done. I don't want to hear more from them. When wrestlers do that, they they just go away. And most of the time, they get a few calls of, uh, about up to a month after they're gone. And then it just, it's like anything else, it just stops because you, you go your separate ways and there's nothing to say. So, I w But I wish him luck. I think he'll do good in AEW, him and Jack both. I would wholeheartedly uh, agree with that. Guys, make sure to get uh, your comments in. If you want to send in a, a, a super chat, feel free to do that as well. Guaranteed to get your comment on there. Uh, Ozzy saying that. Send it to Dutch. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, Ozzy says Dutch should be the next male model. I actually agree Ozzie, with that. Listen, Ozzie, I know you got a crush on me, but quit being so public with it. My God. I know Pride Month was just around the corner. So. Just yesterday, I, actually. Like you too, Ozzy. I really do. So. I actually, I actually agree with this. I think Dutch, next week on this show, right? We need to put your audition tape together. Oh, my. Male model. Yes. Right? So next week they're doing the whole tennis get up. You need to go get your best tennis, you know, sweater. You need to trim up the facial, uh, facial hey, whiskers here. Just, just a little trim. I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm just saying trim it up a little bit. Believe me, a lot of guys, it tracks a lot of guys. I, just, I believe I'm, it. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. And we got to change his name from Dutch to Doce. Douche. No, I, I, I was thinking more Douche Mantois. Hey, that's good. I like that. Douche Mantois will just debut you next week. Douche. Well, I like it. Douche. I like it. It's a good thing I can laugh at my own stuff. Rick. Absolutely. Good thing we're not driving down the road. I pull over and just beat that. <laughs> Sit down get, top of you. Dude, I'd get pesci so fast on the road, it's not even funny. <laughs> I like the name Duche. What's the name Duche? What? Duche Mantois will debut. Deche. What about Duche Mantellini? Is that good? That's Italian. A little fashionable, I thought. Well, uh, we'll have to we'll have to consult Mister uh, Dupree uh, <laughs> at some point and figure out what uh, your new dead, dead on arrival. I was right, wasn't it? Let's let's go ahead and dive into them. Uh, a lot of people talking about maximum male models tonight, and they uh, look. Whatever you thought about the segment, whatever you think about the idea, whatever you think about the group, I gotta just say between Max and Mace and Mansoor, all three of those guys committed one hundred percent to this, and that is the only way that this thing is ever going to have a chance of working is if these guys one hundred percent buy into it and give it everything that they got. And they did that tonight. I thought there were actually moments there where I laughed. I chuckled. It, I don't think it's going to be for me in the long run. I was hoping for something different. Sense. You have a weird sense of humor anyway. Oh, of course I we, do. Yeah. We can't count that as a, a you know, a, 
an added asset. <clears throat> but I think, I, I think part of it was so ridiculous that it was funny. But I, I don't think this has a long shelf life at all. Like, this has to evolve very, very quickly. Am I wrong? Okay. I'm not wrong on that. No, you're not wrong. Let's go back to, uh, to Goldust. He hated that gimmick when he first got it. He, he told me, he said, I hated it. And then I said, F it. I'm going to do this thing. And he committed to it. Then it got over. And, and, but he was the type of guy, uh, the type of wrestler worker, he kind of knew what to do and how to get it over. And he did, but you got to commit to it. Like you said, Rick, you have to commit to it or it's, it's not going to go. So. SP three, you had your reservations about this from, uh, the get go. What did you think of the debut of, of maximum male models this evening? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. He did like it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because he went full throttle into it. It was way over the top. It's a comedy gimmick. It's exactly what me and Dutch were saying from the very beginning. Only Rick Eugenio thought it was a good idea to have Cesaro come back and be a part of this group. Me and me and Dutch understood yeah. that this was either dead on arrival or 100% a comedy gimmick. Yeah. And I think that went full throttle into the ladder, made it a comedy gimmick, titillating the juices of your unacquitted pleasures, all that stuff. That's it's great. He was great. The runway model gimmick. I think they can do that for like a couple of weeks before yeah. they eventually have to get involved into a feud. But I dig it. I like it. I think it's 100% what I thought it would be. And they are going full throttle into it. So I enjoyed it. I, I can't tell if you're being facetious or not. <laughs> no, he's he's dead serious. He really is. But okay, when they get in the ring, what kind of style are they going to have? Well, that is a tough question. To you go well. I, I liked it on the runway. <laughs> Getting in the ring. Oh my God! That did they have to get in the ring? I just I'm let them walk. Listen, I just I played some music and let them walk down to the ring, and just walk back. And that's it. <laughs> and the people just hold up signs, eight, ten, five, whatever, you know. Mensois. Mensois and what was it? What was it? Mate Mache. Mache. I think it was Marseille. Marseille. Yeah. Marseille. That was great. That was great. That was that was, was better great. than changing his name to face, right? Yes. Like, yeah, that, that was a lot better. I, I did like how they kind of leaned into that, but yeah. So I, what was I, his name before Mace. Mace, yeah. And Mansoor had an M in front of it, Mansoor. Yeah. And yeah. what's the guy's name now? Dupree. Max. It's all M's. Max male models. Oh, Max. Uh, what, what was Mansoor's new name? How did he pronounce it? Mansoir. Mansoir. Masse. It's all M's. It, there's six M's uh, in this group between the three people. So we'll have to, Dutch, we'll have to change your name. Well, we got, you got Mantellini or, you know, Mantois, whatever we're going to call you. See, he's already forgotten the gimmick he's given me. Hell, you'd fit right in creative. There's like eight different names that are floating around here. I can't keep them all straight. What did you say his name was, Rick? Uh, <laughs> Dudu or Duche or something. Mantois. Duche Mantois. <laughs> <That was fun. laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, let's do it. Got to find a tennis sweater. Do you have a tennis sweater? I'm going to shave it. You're going to shave it all off? Well, maybe I won't shave it all off, but I'll shave it. When was the last time you actually saw your face, Dutch? That's a rude question, Rick. I mean, why why would he even ask that? Serious? What about was it? uh, I'm not even going to bring that up. There's certain things you can't say. And that was one of them. I may even sue you, Rick. You got any money? No, none. That's why I'm here on a Friday night. Uh, let's uh, <laughs> well, forget that. <laughs> let's kick things off uh, with the start of the show, shall we? Uh, they did the uh, somewhat traditional promo exchange on top of the ladders. That led to a pretty meaningless, although albeit pretty fun, good old-fashioned battle royale in which Happy Corbin won. And they used this to set up a fatal four-way to determine the final competitor in Money in the Bank. I mean, just give it to WWE. If there's one thing they do well, they make things convoluted. Uh, this was just... there. There's a radio station in Cincinnati that does something on the drive home every night called To Kill a Half Hour. That's exactly what this felt like at the start of the show. was just like, we need to kill time. So here you go. Here's a promo exchange. Here's a battle royal. Let's just get to 830 and go from there. Well, we got battle royal to death tonight. <laughs> I mean, that was that was worse enough. And, and I missed the whole context of this show <clears throat> because I, I, I got another big screen and all my settings went out. And I always tape SmackDown to tape. Well, this didn't tape. So I joined about 12 minutes late. Now I'm trying to back it up. I don't know what they've done. So they do the, they, they do this, and this is to be in the, what was it for? What were Nothing. they going to Nothing. 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 And then they, they, they were all, I, I think Adam Pierce came out and said they were all hyped up or angst up or some crap like that. And he said, y'all are going to fight in a battle royal. Go have at it. It was a very, it was a very house show move is what it was. Well, and then I saw Corbin, I don't want to jump ahead. He was in another match, as were three more of the guys in the first match, right? Yeah. What, did they have a mass, just guys, people just didn't show up to work tonight or what? <laughs> that's what it looked like. Hey, Vince, we don't have enough guys here. Well, that's having to work twice. See? I mean, hell, they flew in the Miz from New York to do this tonight. And then he didn't even win. I'm sitting here going, they had the Miz on the Today Show plugging money in the bank. Like, he's going to win this, right, with Kevin Owens out, which sucks, by the way, because this men's money in the bank ladder match really needed Kevin Owens in it. Uh, It sucks that he's not able to compete in it. Weird that – was it weird that they went with Madcap Moss? I felt like he was, like, fourth in the running out of the four dudes that were in there. You weren't paying attention because Madcap Moss was the obvious winner to me from the very beginning. I thought he should have won the Battle Royal, but now you know the Battle Royal didn't mean anything. Like I gave it to Corbin. Yeah, I'm totally fine with a fun Battle Royal, but this wasn't even that fun in comparison to what we got in with AEW. That was a fun Battle Royal that told a couple of stories, made a couple of guys look good. Riddle looked good in the Battle Royal. There was a cool little spot to eliminate Omos. 
and Corbin was the obvious winner. As soon as he took the Aluva kick and rolled out of the ring, I was like, oh, Corbin's winning this. It was okay. obvious for like the last 10 minutes of the match who was going to win. You know, if you ever want to get confused, try booking. How many, how many guys in this? Ten. Try, or let's say a 10-man battle royal. To get it to flow like that, it is a bitch putting that together. <laughs> and then all you guys got to, you know, whoever is putting it together, he's got to get all these ideas from all the guys, and he's got to put it in the proper order. But getting rid of almost was actually a good spot because the people the people come up on it, so it, it was a good spot. I don't care if a lot of people thought it sucked. If the people come up, then it was a good spot. So, and I thought the pay-per-view, I've seen a lot worse, believe me. And see, a lot of people forget that wrestlers are like stunt men too. But they, stunt men, they'll do the same stunt over and over and over again. Wrestlers have one shot at it. If they don't get it, they dismiss it. A lot of people don't realize that. I just said that, so now you can credit it to me. Said Dutch Mantel on the Sports Kita show, Smack Talk. So. There we go. Yeah, this battle royal, by the way, was so meaningless. Rollins literally quit halfway through. He just, <laughs> he just said, F it. I'm Screw out. It. This is pointless. I'm not even going to try. What, that's, what, the best, what we... that's the best thing he could have done. <laughs> that was the best move in the match. But he just said, hell, I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not leaving. He, he immediately I, got I, in the car and I, drove to Vegas. I was wondering why any of the money in the bank, the people in the money in the bank, were even dealing with this match a day before you're going to be in a ladder match. Why would you even deal with this battle royal? You should have just eliminated yourself from the very beginning. This was only meaningful, really, for the four guys who were trying to get into the match. And then the guy who wins it doesn't even get in the match. It's like, it's and like the other oh, thing. Like, God. I know this is the go home show, right? But the very next day, you have 14 people competing inside these Money in the Bank ladder matches, and you had 13 of them wrestle the day before and one of them twice. Like, that's a pretty big risk to take, isn't it? Like, to do, especially when you got Liv Morgan in that six-woman tag match, like, trying to dive six feet to try to get to Shotzi and uh, whoever it was, Raquel, on the outside. Yeah, I agree. I thought she hurt herself. I'm glad she didn't. She but, sold it well. well I'm well, sure she probably didn't need to sell much, but. Call WWE creative up and say, hey, we need to take over. Hell, we could go in there after all night drunk and book something better than that. <laughs> Believe me, we just, they just wrote stuff down, I think. This has to clear Vance, too. You got to remember. Now, the, the news about Vance, they said he was stepping down as CEO, correct? Out of that role? Yep. Vince and, out but, Stephanie in. He, but he was going to stay in charge of, of creative. He, oh, he's, he's in charge, all right. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The best thing he could have done is step down completely and give somebody else a run at it just to see what they do. Preach. Let Bruce Pritchard do it a while. So you'll see him then commit... <laughs> 
suicide. That, that's that's basically that's basically Vince doing it, Dutch, and you know that you've worked no, with Bruce. You know, you know, you you have worked with Bruce, so you know you have seen the bat. You've seen him from behind, and you've seen that he has a slit that goes down his back. So Vince puts his hand in Bruce, and he's like a puppet. He's like. <laughs> You know, I still got WWE, and they're going to call me up about this. That's why you said that. Vince, I didn't say that. I didn't say it. Just cleared my name. Are you sure you're not a puppet as well? (laughs) I might be better off sometimes, I think. All right, go on with the show so we can knock it some more. All right, (laughs) sounds good. What What do we think about the new vicious Viking Raiders and their really thick black eyeliner? What are What are we thinking about these boys now? Well, at least they're doing something with them. They're trying. They are trying. I mean, they could have done things a lot worse. But the new day, I think the new day, they don't talk like they're fearful of anybody, and then they get the crap beat out of them. But how do you? You know, if you really want to put somebody over, you got to sound a little bit of trepidation. You like that? Trepidation in your voice. They show none. They just went out there and talked about them, and then one of them said, well, let's get dangerous, too. And I went, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they, they literally quoted Darkwing Duck. <laughs> let's get dangerous. That's how seriously they took the new vicious Viking Raiders. The quickest way to make someone not feel like an act as new and vicious is when the ring announcer announces them as the new and vicious Viking Raiders. Oh, yeah. I didn't didn't hear that. I don't listen to the show anyway. I mean, you can't just show people things, right? You have to tell them exactly and precisely what they're seeing. Just kind of really really drive it home to know that these guys went from you know turkey leg eating axe throwing clownsters to we're just gonna whoop ass all right like i don't know i it's the it's the i like seriously it's something so minor and so stupid i can't get past the new eye makeup i just can't do it that's all i see when those dudes are out there it doesn't fit anything else they got going on it's just weird to me. I can't. Am uh, I the on, only one? On the show tonight, Rick, they had the maximum male models. Uh-huh. And the new eyeliner. See, there's a trend. There's a trend going on slowly, and they're they're working it so we'll get used to it. If this is just a long play to get Ivar into maximum male models, I'm all for it. <laughs> Hey, that's not a bad the lady, idea. The ladies already love Ivar. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah. That's a bad idea. I, I like it. I'm full so, of a lot of great ideas, Dutch. Problem is, most of them suck. Rick, you're more creative than you give yourself credit for. <laughs> but I guarantee you, somewhere in those creative meetings, that idea probably has come up. At 3 o'clock in the morning, those guys are dying for sleep. One of them says, let's put one of the Raiders in there. And one of them says, God damn, that's it. Let's do it. Write it down. They go to bed. Then they get up the next morning and look at it. Who in the hell said that? Nobody claims it then. To Vince sees it, then he likes it. Oh, I did it. I did it. I did it. Yeah. That's the way it works there. 
All right, so let's talk about this six-woman tag team match where uh, Liv Morgan gets another win tonight. And, guys, she continues to build momentum heading into Money in the Bank tomorrow. If you talk to anybody inside of WWE, because I've watched enough interviews today, and Sid, I'm sure you have as well, there are a lot of people inside WWE. There are a lot of fans who are pulling for Liv Morgan to win Money in the Bank tomorrow. This has got to be a red herring, right? Like all these wins this the last couple of weeks, this has got to be a massive red herring. I cannot believe that WWE is actually going to pull the trigger and give Liv Morgan a big win until it actually happens. Because it's never happened it's up to this point in her WWE career. Isn't this exactly how they booked Liv Morgan last year heading into yes, Money in the Bank? Exactly. She, yes. she had a series of wins on TV. All of her fans, her the Liv Hive got excited, said that she was going to win Money in the Bank, and then she didn't. Newsflash, Liv Morgan is not winning Money in the Bank. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go record to say that she's winning it. Hell, it's just a guess anyway. That's so if she does win it, Rick, I'm going to roast your ass next week. Look, I am a huge. I have always been on the. I have always been on the Liv Morgan train. I have always been a big fan of hers. I appreciate the the hard work that she puts into it. I just don't believe that WWE is going to book her in a major way because every time they have a chance to elevate her booking, they go in the complete opposite direction. I've said this about twelve times this week alone. Last year, she was the most over person in the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. And then they immediately took her off of television for six weeks. That's how they rewarded her. That's how they built off of that momentum was to completely take her off the television for six weeks. I just don't see it ever happening. And I'm not going to get my hopes up that it's going to happen until WWE actually does something. That's where I'm at. It's not, I don't believe in Liv Morgan. I don't believe in WWE to book Liv Morgan correctly. It's kind of like the same thing with Cesaro. Like, oh, one day he'll break through and he'll be world champion. In AEW, maybe. Uh, it, it never happened in, in WWE. That's just where I'm at with Liv Morgan. But Dutch, you look at the field. Who do you think, if you were booking this, who would you book to win the Money in the Bank briefcase? You think your guess yeah. is Liv Morgan. You would book Liv to win. Well, who's in it? I don't even know who's all in. They confuse me. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, got, you got Alexa Bliss. You have Liv Morgan. You, you know have Hey, right off the bat. Lacey Evans. Okay, I would I, I would win her. I would book her because I think she's probably made a big enough impression. For those interviews, she talked about how she grew up, and I don't know why they stopped those because those were getting over. Because here, here you have somebody that was unfortunate in life that really rose above it, and I think that gives people hope, and they are they will pull for her. And I like Rachel, but I really like uh, Lacey a lot. And because I, I think you said Lib Morgan shouldn't get it, but I don't know. No, she I, should, but I don't think she will. Let me clarify. Okay. I, I think Lacey to me is the candidate that needs to, she needs to take off with this. Now that's what we're saying. Now give me like three months. And I said, what the hell did they do to her? It's almost like if you get over a little bit, they work in the opposite direction. To take you down. Well, they got to tweak you. They got to tweak you. They got to make a little couple changes. and Never let, you know, them, they gotta... Never let them tweak you. They'll, they'll tweak that push right off. 
Uh, well, that's what happened with Damian Priest in Crazy Eyes, and then all of a sudden now he's in uh, Judgment Day with no edge, and yeah, you see how that slippery slope can go uh, real quick. Uh, SP3, you've been on the uh, you've been on the Lacey Evans uh, bandwagon here for for a while now, thinking she's clearly going to win Money in the Bank tomorrow night. I mean, guys, it's it's July. It's it's about to be July second. That's the date of Money in the Bank. It is 4th of July weekend. You put the Money in the Bank briefcase on the former Marine. It just makes sense. It just makes sense. Like, great. I know there's the, the whole Liv Hive that wants to see Liv Morgan win the big one. Is that what her like fan Rick base said, is actually called? Is that a thing? No, I'm, I'm, I just made that up. The Liv Hive, you know, you, you can keep wishing, keep praying for Liv to win the big one. I don't think it's happening until this company, you know, believes in her. Uh, Alexa Bliss, we've been there, done that. Asuka, we've been there, done that. Raquel is too soon. Becky, uh, Becky, Lynch, Becky Lynch is a, already a top star. She doesn't need money in the bank. Yeah, so... So it's late. It's lazy. Shotzi's just there to take bumps. So it's lazy. It's lazy. 100%. That's the one that needs it. That can actually do something with it. And with the money in the bank briefcase, they can finally decide, do they want her to be a baby face? Do they want her to be a heel? Depending on how she cashes in, we can finally get the answer. Is Lacey a baby face or a heel? There, there's one thing that I would love. Uh, to see here because Lacey is coming back after a lengthy hiatus. Uh, she left feuding with Charlotte Flair. I would kind of can we all assume that Rhonda and Charlotte are going to continue their feud once Charlotte does come back. I would like to see that matchup get set up at Survivors at the SummerSlam, and then you can have Lacey come in and kind of cash in in the middle of that match and cash in on Charlotte and have her be beat for the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> and like, screw Ronda Rousey out of her championship uh, by not even getting beat. I would love to see kind of something like that and go back and, and start up that rivalry again with Lacey and, uh, and, and Charlie, because I know it wasn't everybody's cup of tea with the whole Ric Flair thing, but there's still unfinished business there. You see how creative you are? You're thinking ahead, way, way out there. But, uh, but that would work because now she's got angles with two girls. She has one with Charlotte and one with Becky. And it would help her because you're not booking her with one girl for weeks and weeks at a time. <clears throat> you split it up. And that would that would help Rhonda to get more ring time. And I mean, she doesn't need ring time in the, in the shoot style, but the working style, she needs that. And that would help Lacey. I, I'm agreeing with you 100%. I didn't know who you picked, Sid. I just... I just picked Lacey because I I actually like her. I, I still think there's I a good chance. I talked to her yesterday, if you call me. She I, actually, I actually did talk to her today, just throwing You did up. not. She said she wasn't going to talk to you. I have video evidence. Oh, here Believe we go. me. Believe <laughs> me. I talked to Lacey Evans today. See how I believe is. you. No, I think, she is. I, I think she'll win it, and I think she'll do good with it. Uh, I Stephen believe Adams. I saw that interview. I, I believe I, I did it. Uh, yes. Uh, Steven saying, I wonder if either Bailey, Charlotte or Naomi attacks the winner. I think uh, wrestling observer said Bailey's due back pretty soon. Charlotte's due back pretty soon. I don't think we're going to see Naomi anytime soon. I would not be surprised if we see some kind of surprise at, at money in the bank. I still think Shotzi is, is a prime candidate to get Kofi Kingston and get taken out of this match. 
I still think that's a possibility to happen, but I don't want that to happen because I think this is the kind of match where she can excel because she's such a throw caution to the wind type performer that this could be kind of a breakout night for her. But I think if anybody's going to be kind of a surprise entrant anywhere, somebody's taking out Shotzi before this match. That's just how I feel about it. But we shall see. Let's see. Well, uh, had some creative juices, Rick, and then you just <laughs> threw that idea at me. So I didn't say I just had a feeling. See, there are my ideas, and then there's what I think WWE oh, will do. Wow. Big difference. If Dutch, if you don't like it, that's what I think WWE was would do. If you like it, it's my idea. That's that's how that works. Oh, that's good. Uh, let's see. Sony Deville smacked the shit out of Adam Pierce tonight, so they're continuing uh, that rivalry there. So we'll see how that uh, progresses. What did we think SP3 about the Ask Me Anything promo exchange uh, between uh, the Street Profits and the Usos? That was the best part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't like the premise of it. I don't like the ask me anything or ask them anything type of thing. I don't understand why you would do that in a wrestling setting, especially when it, it seemed like it was just questions from the creative team or yeah, from the interviewer. It was BS. But the promos hit it hit for me and it was the first time that the Usos versus Street Profits felt like a big time premium live event matchup. Yeah. You had you had them trading off their catchphrases with the Usos saying they want the smoke. And this reminded me that the Usos are really good when they're not just the lackeys for Roman Reigns and the bloodline. When they're talking about them being the best tag team in WWE, they're really good on the mic. And then that passion and that excitement and that you know, that, that the way that the street profits can get the fans behind them and rally behind them, especially Montez Ford, yeah. that got me into this promo. And I was like, this is the best segment that they've had for these two teams. Why did they have to wait till the day before the matchup to do it? Another thing, uh, when you see two teams come together like that, and then the announcer in right in the middle of it, she leaves. So, you know, they're going to, you know, wrap up. And I'm saying, they don't need to touch each other right now. And they left it like that. And they left it with the fans wanting to see more. I don't know why they want to see a fight because they've seen it 9,000 times. But that was the best way to leave it. They walk away and leave it for the for the pay-per-view. Do we like think Derek was bringing up my next question here. Do we think that that was just a throwaway BS line by Kayla tonight, or do they actually kind of tease the fact that the street profits might be splitting here soon? I wouldn't split them tomorrow. I mean, I'd work on that. I'd let that lay there a while. I think the loss, I think this line was purposely made here for their loss at money in the bank to start the story that leads to their breakup. Because I think that they see that Montez Ford has bulked up. He's looking like a single star. And I think that the best way to kind of set separate them is Angelo turning heel on Montez. Because Montez needs to be a babyface single star. And I think that this wasn't a throwaway line. I think this is a foreshadowing that the loss is going to be something that really splits these two apart. Yeah, when they break them up, that's got to be uh, a production. They just can't all of a sudden go out there and he turns on him. It's too quick, too soon. And you lead into it for a month or so or even more. Yeah. It's got some teeth in it. 
Now you can go from there. And it may make both of those guys. It may make Dawkins and may make Montez. Yeah, I don't think Dawkins gets nearly as much credit uh, as he deserves because I think he is really good. I do think Montez is, if I'm picking one out of the two of those guys to be like your future main event star, I've been on the Montez Ford hype train for a very, very long time. And I love, I thought he was a star of that promo exchange tonight. Uh, when they just kind of, when they just kind of let him loose and show that charisma that he's got, man, instead of just using him to like hype merchandise backstage or be like, or, or, or pull the, uh, uh, the Excalibur where he just tells you what matches we got coming up like him. That's just a waste of his talent doing stuff like they had tonight shows what this guy can do. And then obviously we know what he can do uh, inside the ring as well. Let's move on to uh rampage tonight. Talked about everything that happened on SmackDown. Thank God. Let's move on to the Royal rampage Dutch. I know you're not a battle Royal guy. What did you, and to be, to be fair, to be fair, Dutch, this was announced earlier in the week and filmed on Wednesday. It's WWE's fault that you got the double dose of the Battle Royals. All right? That's, that's WWE's well, they, fault. They probably thought about or saw what they did and said, we'll do it first. Yeah. They, we'll that's do exactly it what I thought. We'll do it first, and we'll do it worst. Uh, I, they thought, did. I thought this was, and that's not a shot at the talent in the ring, guys. It's not a shot at the you can't back it up now. You said it. What what do you what did you think of the 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 setup here? I mean, you, it's it's hard to do anything new, but you can adapt certain things. And I thought this was uh, an interesting concept on the the battle royal royal rumble kind of mold with the two rings and everything like that. What do you think about it, Dutch? Well, I, it was a nice setup, and I think it was well produced. I liked the finish. I liked the finish when he had him, and he just dropped him. Dropped him like a sack of potatoes with he the disrespect. Him, he dropped him like a bad habit. He just dropped him down, boom. And I've never seen that finish before, and that's that's all he had to do. So what's that guy's name? Is that Brody? Yes. Brody King. I think he needs some tattoos. You know that? He, he's got a little bit of space left. Yeah, he's got some room for more. They don't resign something. But I did like the finish. And, but everybody in that building thought that, Darby Allen was going to win that. And then when he just dropped him, and that's what I like about AEW. They don't have any, uh, they don't have a lot of like cheat finishes. They just beat a guy. And I don't think Darby Allen was hurt by just getting dropped. He just lost. I mean, he might have been hurt, but yes, no, he's. Uh... I'm saying not, I mean, hurt. I I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, SP3, he, we talked about. He has no idea what I'm talking about. I read you. I got you. You're going to create your team already, but you've been there 20 minutes and you, you're already been asked to leave. SP3, we talked about uh, earlier on in the week, you know, who we thought might want to, might win this match, who we thought could win this match. Brody King was not a name that we brought up. What do you think about him getting this opportunity now at John Moxley this Wednesday on Dynamite? 
Oh, I, I love to be surprised. So I like the surprise winner. I think the only reason that we didn't mention Brody King is because they haven't presented him as a single star until this show. So this was someone brand new, uh, kind of in the singles realm because we've seen him so much in the trios with House of Black. I think that he's a perfect first challenger for John Moxley. John Moxley can play the underdog against them. And the reason why I like this battle royal more than the SmackDown battle royal is is it progress stories you you progress sir strickland's heel turn because he was the one that eliminated orange cassidy who got the biggest pop in this matchup you continued swerve and keith lee's rivalry with butcher and the blade because butcher and blade eliminated swerve you also continued their rivalry with team taz because ricky starks eliminated keith lee keith lee eliminated powerhouse hobbs we continued the hangman page story we got to see him reunite with john silver of the Dark Order, and then he came close to winning uh, his his ring against Brody King, but Brody King overpowered him and pushed him out in the end. Uh, so there was so many stories that they continued, or stories that they came back to, like Butcher versus Darby Allen in this one. So I love when they do that, because AEW does a really good job of highlighting different people and creating different stories and progressing different stories in their battle royals. Like someone like Keshna, who every single time they give this man a spotlight, he stands out and he stood out in this matchup, especially that German suplex on both Swerve and Darby Allen. So that's double German I've ever seen. Love Never. all of that. They also progressed the Roosh and Penta during this as yep. well. Like you, you, there was so many different stories that they progressed in this 30 minutes that they spent on this matchup. That's what I want from my battle royals. I'm not a big battle royal guy, but if you're going to have a battle royal, at least put over someone new, which they did, and at yep. least progress the stories for the guys that aren't winning, which they also did. That well, is a check and a check for me. So this next match against Moxley. Yes. Right? Now, if they really want to get behind this guy, do something in that match. And he's up there. He's a big guy. He's about 300 pounds, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. They want to do what I would do. Have Moxley go through a little angle with him. What I would really want is for Moxley to squeak by Brody King and set up Malachi Black versus John Moxley for the interim AEW world title. That's that's all I thought of when Brody King won this. I was like, ooh, this is going to be a really good matchup on Wednesday, but I really want them to do Malachi Black and John Moxley. I mean, yeah, it, it definitely opens them up. I'd say you could you could have Moxley run through the entire House of Black, but Buddy Matthews is dealing with an injury right now, right? So he's not, of course, half the AW roster is dealing with an injury right now, unfortunately. So, yeah, you can go straight th from Brody King to Aleister Black. I think that would work perfectly, and it would kind of explain why Aleister did not win the Atlantic Championship at, at Malachi. Stop calling him by his slave name. Did I say Alistair? Old habits die. Yes, you did. I do apologize. I do apologize on that. We do have a super chat from uh, I I am. I I hey, you know what? JR said Cesaro on Wednesday. So you know what? Yeah. 
Anyway. And uh, Taz called Ruby Soho Ruby Riot. Yeah. Mistakes happen, people. Get off my ass. Uh, Roland Curtis with a uh, major super chat here. We always appreciate you, Roland. He said, uh, for Dutch, Rhonda tonight said that Natty chose a career over having children. And Talia said that Hollywood no longer cares about Rhonda. She has made a couple of bad movies. Uh, do these shoot-like promos usually add or subtract interest in your opinion, good sir? Well, it's according to what he said, but I think that attracts interest because that's that's a that's a knock, but it's not really a bad knock. It's just a it's just an opinion, and people read it, and if, if they're uh, Natalia fans, they get hot. It makes her mad, and like and they're mad at Rhonda anyway because she came in from MMA. She didn't really come in through the world of professional wrestling, so she already has one slight against her, and a lot of people don't like Rhonda. It's that's easy to do, you know, look at her sometimes and the way she acts, but she really acts like she doesn't doesn't really want to be there. She, she acts like she doesn't want to be a baby face, which she did an interview recently where she said she didn't want to be a baby face. She wanted to come back and just be a, a bitch. Those were her words, not mine. But okay. Vince Vince heard the pop at the rumble and said, Ah, oh, they love you. You gotta be a baby face. Okay, well that's that's probably true too. Because she's more comfortable as a heel. A lot of people are like that. More comfortable as a heel. Because being a good babyface is it's an art form too. You gotta know how to do it, what to do. Of course, you know, if you take Stone Cold, he, he could do anything. But whatever he did, he knew he was gonna get a pop. Because they liked him and he knew that. So he could do anything. But I, I think uh, interviews like that, I think it creates more interest than it detracts. I thought it was kind of uh, coming off of last week. I thought the exchange, the promo exchanges between Ronda and Natalia were kind of mild tonight. They really went after each other uh, uh, last week. I thought this week kind of took a, a bit of a step down, but I would agree with you. I think can't disagree with a word that you just said. I uh, got a couple more matches here before we uh, close out. Uh, Young Bucks get a win tonight, uh, SP3, and what was essentially a championship contenders match. I did like the team that they went against, uh, Goto and, and Hashi. That's the first time I've got to see them tonight. Yes. Uh, Bishamon is a good tag team, former IWGP heavyweight tag team champion. So I think they had a good matchup with the Young Bucks. And that finishing sequence was the best part. Nick Jackson is, is such a, has, has so much athleticism. The double jump uh, into the Melso driver was great. The jump from the first ring to the second wing onto Godo was really good. And, you know, uh, Yoshihashi took both of the Young Bucks finishers, the BTE trigger and the melter driver so this was a good win for the young bucks to get their heat back after they lost to uh los tinganables de japon back at uh forbidden door can you say that five times fast los tinganables los tinganables los tinganables los tinganables he did it oh i'm sorry <laughs> you don't do it <laughs> los tinganables out of the game. sorry we got rules here you don't follow them buddy uh I'll tell you what I want to see more of, guys, and tell me if you agree. I want to see battle royals. I want to see yes. more battle royals. I'm I, gonna go on YouTube tonight and just put in battle royal and just watch them all night. Next week on SmackDown, we need a two-hour-long battle royal where the winner gets absolutely nothing. They just get to raise their hand and say, "Yeah." Not do it with twelve guys. 
I'd run the guys to the back when they get eliminated and put a mask on them and then run them back out again. Now, see, here's what I'd do. I'd do two hours, 12 guys, where absolutely nobody gets eliminated, and then when the final two minutes of the show happens, Brock yeah. Lesnar's music comes, and he comes down and just chucks everybody out of the ring. Yeah, and then he stands. That's good. I like yeah. that. That's pretty creative. I, gotta I got a that. lot of great ideas. I'm, I'm going to send that to Vince myself. Yeah, please don't. Uh, there's two things I really want to see after uh, really want to see more of after night. Tell me if you agree. I want to see more Jonathan Gresham on the microphone and I want to see more Nyla Rose on a microphone. 100% agree. I could give a shit. <laughs> Nyla Rose is pretty good, though. She did a good. She did. She's great. I don't know why they gave her Vicky Guerrero. He, he's a good talker. Yeah. Where's he from? Jonathan Gresham. R-O-D- he's the ROH world champion. Yeah. I like the little tease of a feud with Brian Danielson as well. I like that. I like that. And it seems like they are kind of going to build to this ROH pay-per-view on uh, July 23rd. So hopefully we see some, you know, progression to that because we're going on like two weeks, guys. Gotta, gotta get the, get the pace up a little bit. You, you, we know want, you want Joe. You want to talk what? about titillating some juices? Titillating some juices? Gresham and Brian Danielson. Yes, please. That, uh, <laughs> that titillates my juices. Why don't we get together on a dynamite show and we just all hit the ring at one time? We'll make the news. Sports Heater would like that. And if they touch us, we'll sue the crap. <laughs> I'll be right behind you as you're uh, running into the ring. I'll be going the opposite direction. Well, you know, Does, begging <laughs> Oh, don't hit me, don't hit me. I don't like getting hit. That's a fact. Uh, Dutch, what did you think about the main event tonight? Tony Storm uh, beats Nyla Rose, uh, despite the fact that uh, Marina Shafir was doing her best to, to give Nyla the advantage that she already had tonight. I like the match because I like Tony Storm. I think she looks very, very good. She looks like a star. She stands out. And but she stood out in WWE too, and she couldn't take it anymore. And I don't blame her. And she came to AEW. How many times has she actually been on AEW TV? Fair amount recently. She just came off of a, a title match with Thunder Rosa. So, but that's on Dynamite. See, I can't watch too much wrestling, guys, because then it gets me jaded more than I am now. Trust so me, I, I need a break. I get it. But I but, but I do like Tony Storm. And I like that. That was a good matchup. Not a, not you, should, a you should definitely watch uh, Blood and Guts, Dutch. I think you would enjoy Blood and Guts. I can't, can't do it. <laughs> I'd be going out there. Anyway, you know you, how many matches I've seen in my, my career? I I'll tell you what, I think I think you would get nervous. I think you would get nervous watching your boy Claudio give somebody a swing on top of a steel cage. I think you would get nervous watching that. Nah. Who'd he give the swing to? Uh, Jericho, wasn't it? Jericho. Well, I was watching it, but the, the wire went over, and I thought that was no wire there. I said, man, if he just takes another little bit of a step, he'll fall through that thing. But it had wire, but... Oh I yeah, they, they super forced the hell out of that. I don't know why. I don't know. It may have scared the shit out of me. I could get me up there. I was. I hate heights. I get nervous watching that shit. I do. Now you don't have to use profanity. 
We can stop that right now. Shit. Uh, SP3, uh, your girl Thunder Rosa came out and made the save tonight. We got a nice little uh, handshake between the two uh, baby faces. What do you think is next in the uh, evolution of Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm here? I think we're going to get a tag match, obviously, with Marina Shafir and Nala Rose versus Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. And I would like for them to continue their rivalry. Like I said, for Forbidden Door, it felt like an appetizer. They just got over 10, 10 minutes of their matchup. I thought it could have been longer at that show, but they had a lot of big matches that they had to get to. So I would love to see them run it back at like Battle of the Belts in August or Quake at the Wake, whatever uh, special special AEW Dynamite they're going to do, give me Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm too, because what we got at Forbidden Door was really good, but I think it could be better. I lost the uh, comment. Somebody was asking if you think your girl Thunder Rosa is going to be turning heel anytime soon. No, and I don't want that type of negativity in my life. Um, So thank you for not showing me the comment. I think they need to turn her heel. That's the problem. They get somebody over and all of a sudden turn them. Now they're restarting. I don't know why they do that. Like that time I wrestled, you know, uh, down in Rio de Janeiro, 167,000 people in the stadium. And I wrestled Luthez for four hours and 37 minutes. Damnedest longest match. You, you, you didn't hear about that, Rick? Uh, I got I got to send you the newspaper clipping, I guess. Hey, Mr. Historic, is there video? Is there video of that four-hour match? But they didn't have video then. Oh, okay. Thank God. They just had cartoonist. I just, I just read it in a book. It's like, it's like when, when they talk about Wilt Chamberlain's hundred-point game, then you yeah. never see footage of it. You only read about it. You only, yeah. So you got to accept it. Well, I'll just, I guess, I'll just have to take your word for it. SP3, what you got going on this weekend? True Hill Heat 182 tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time. It will be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and special guest Ella J of SC Scoops. We're going to be talking about the weekend wrestling. Logan Paul signing with WWE. Eel Shirai leaving WWE. And so check it out. 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Let me ask you about Logan Paul. You don't think he's be on the road. He won't be on the road, right? He's just on the big shows and just yeah. TV. That's all they want him for. And that's, got, that's all I need him for. Yeah, that's all they need him for. Hey, I did think this is, I just want to throw this. I had a fleeting thought that that Sami Zayn may may have won that match tonight. Or he may, he's not in Money in the Bank, is he? Or yeah, he is. He is. And I, I got a fleeting thought that, and that, but that's WWE carrying through a story. Hell, they can't do that. The but prophecy that was, will come true. I laid this all out about three weeks ago on another outlet. I did. I got video evidence of it. Video oh, evidence. Just send it to me. All right, I'll send it to you. All right, I want to hear it. I filmed it three weeks ago before he even mentioned on television that he wanted to win the Money in the Bank contract to squash it. That's exactly what I said he should do. And I hope the prophecy comes true and Sami Zayn wins Money in the Bank tomorrow. And ultimately, he doesn't squash it because, you know, he's going to get pissed off at the bloodline and he should be the one that cashes in and wins the the Universal Championship. That would be good. I agree. I hope it happens. What did he say about Corbin? Said, remember that? He hated Corbin. 
And look where Corbin is now. He's a big star. See? You hated him, right? I never said I hated Corbin. Didn't say it. Don't lie, Rick. Don't lie. I like I like I like Corbin. I never said I didn't like Corbin. Y'all are crazy. Okay, okay. We're way over our time, guys. We appreciate everybody who chimed in, who sent us a super chat, who sent us a comment, who stayed in for the entire 58 minutes of this 45-minute show. We're out of time. We got to go. We'll be back next week. Enjoy Money in the Bank. Enjoy your 4th of July weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday night. Happy Lacey Evans weekend.